Blog Talk Radio. Somebody out there got a dream. Somebody out there got a dream. Tragedy. 
Absolutely. So speaking of limelight, man, switching to a, a different subject and some better limelight. <laughs> Maybe not necessarily better, uh, but <laughs> the, the, the IRS, man, they're in the limelight this week. IRS was spent. Did you see this story, man? They, they between 2010 and 2012, the IRS spent 50 million dollars on conferences and uh, you know just they were putting on you know Hollywood level production, so uh, Star Trek trainings, uh, doing line dances at conventions, staying in presidential suites. 50 million dollars, man, and uh, it, it was just. This is the second time this year, second time in less than a month that the IRS has been uh, some, in hot water. Right. You know, what was your take? I know I was just shocked, and it just, it's just appalling when the, the, the you look at the, the, the one uh, branch of the government that, that is uh, responsible for taxing Americans and seeing how bad people are struggling. They just go and blow $50 million on some conferences. What, yeah. what do you think about that? Well, well, I mean, there, there's no real excuse for it. I think, unfortunately, in our politicized environment, it's going to be, you know, extrapolated into kind of the ineffectiveness of government overall and the inefficiency. And, you know, it, it definitely is is a, a black eye uh, to those who would think that, you know, government does some good or that there is, um, that there is some value to uh, taxation, you know, that. Typically, that's the that's the uh, the argument from Tea Partiers and you know uh, libertarians and you know so-called conservatives that the government takes our money and and just wastes it and all this kind of stuff and all that they need is another soundbite. So I'm sure I will be I will be heavily uh, at work in the blogosphere trying to um, try to put out <laughs> some of those fires because you know it's like they they finally got over this this little scandal that that was going on with them supposedly targeting these uh these 501c4s that were with uh, conservative groups and now you know another scandal rears its ugly head so not good for the IRS but not good that's for the IRS just want to clear it up it's 501c3 that was somebody No no I, no actually it was oh, four Yes, of course. Oh, yeah. some, oh, oh, you know. Okay, all right. So that. Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm the I'm the I'm the politics guy. <laughs> I know guy, that was you know. a flip of the tongue, or you know, <laughs> I'm about to say. No, yeah, no, no. I'm wrong. Just real. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, what's that? <laughs> all right, cool. So yeah, you talk, it wasn't. It was the uh, political action yeah. that got you. So all right, right. <laughs> cool, man. So let's, you know, one more thing. You know, we got to talk about sports, man. It's playoff season. The Heat finally finished their seven-game series, and Spurs have been sitting home after they swept the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies, I mean. So we got a Heat Spurs NBA Finals, man. Who you got? I got the Heat, man. I do. I mean, I think it's going to be hard for uh, it's going to be hard for the Heat to beat um, to beat San Antonio. So I don't know that I have them based on you know necessarily the team, but. Uh, or, or their ability, but I just I, I want to see LeBron James win. I can't stand when people try to tear down an athlete or a public figure or whatever. And you know, LeBron probably, you know, I'm a big time Kobe fan, and, and I would say that that the the volume of LeBron haters rival the volume of Kobe haters. So I like to see haters lose. So a LeBron <laughs> win is a hater loss. I'm going for LeBron in the Heat. What about you? Yeah, well, you know, I've been going for LeBron. I've been a fan. So I, I, I'm definitely going for the Heat. You know, it's funny because his biggest criticism, uh, well, probably the, sec- <clears throat> the second biggest criticism 
was him claiming not four, not five, not six, not seven, uh, right. you know, championships. And people say, well, you know, he shouldn't have said that, but he's gone to three straight championships since he got there. So he may not have won the first one, but he went to three straight. And so he wasn't too far off about, you know, his, his claim. Of course, you know, the Heat have been – they didn't look good against Indiana. Indiana was like – it was a tough team. Uh, the, the the disappearing act of Chris Bosh and, and Dwayne Wade really made uh, LeBron like he was playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers again. Uh, but right. I think it will be different against the Spurs. The Spurs are a good team, I think, but LeBron will avenge his um, – Finals lost to them when he was with the Cavaliers back in 07 so, or 06, whatever yeah. year that was. Uh, so I definitely see the uh, Heat pulling that out, man, and, and getting, a, getting another ring. Yeah, and the other thing I wanted to, I wanted to highlight was uh, when LeBron went to the Heat and everybody said, you know, he couldn't build his team. He has to go to somebody else's team and be on their team as Dwayne Wade's team. I, I'd like to ask them, whose team is it now? <laughs> right, right, right. Two, two years later, whose team is it? Right, some and, people come um, in, and, and he made it his team. They they come in and, and and take over. Right. Well, and the thing was that the reason that that everybody that Chris Bosh went there is because he went there. So it wasn't it wasn't a play with Dwayne Wade per se. It was a right. play with LeBron James. So anyway, looking forward to it. Absolutely. It starts tomorrow, so we that should be a good a uh, good good series. So, uh, well, you know what we do, man. Oh, you know, I didn't even set up what we're going to do today. So uh, a little later on we have our, our He Say, She Say segment with the lovely lady T who's going to be on. Uh, had a great segment with her last month, so we're looking forward to that. And, of course, a little later we have the Ask R&B segment, which was kind of um, – I might even ask her to stay on a little longer for some of those segments, some of those questions because they're all over <laughs> relationships uh, as well, get some perspective. And then uh, we're going to end the show with – uh, another R&B top ten list. So this one's going to be very interesting, one you don't want to miss. Uh, so 646-652-2647, 646-652-2647. But, Brian, we start every month the same way. We started with Leadership University, and Leadership University is our, our way of just kind of sewing back into the lives of the listeners and kind of giving them some nuggets, uh, some things that we've learned, and just kind of uh, um, sharing and, and teaching um, some, some things to help people kind of, you know, we, we're both big students of personal development. So we kind of do this uh, to help others who may not have um, done any personal development for, you know, for the last month. So we kind of give that in, uh, that give that back. So we're going to do that this week, man. We're going to um, pull again from uh, my latest book, Create a Better You. And tonight, man, we're going to talk about creating better value. All right, so we're going to do it like we do it. I'll read some from the book, and then we'll just kind of uh, give some feedback on each part. So let me just go ahead and, and start with uh, talking about creating better value. And uh, if you don't already have Create a Better You, you can check it out at www.ryancgreen.com. It's green with the E. So the chapter starts, I was blessed uh, to see the late Jim Rohn speak in Virginia Beach in 2003. Jim Rohn is known as one of the world's greatest motivators and personal development coaches. At his particular workshop, he was speaking on how to improve your value in the marketplace. He was sharing with the audience how important it was to differentiate yourself from the competition and stand out based on the value you bring to the table. Ten years later, I'm still sharing that same message everywhere I go. What value do you bring to the table? Why would a company want to do business with you over someone else? Why would a love interest date you over any other fish in the sea? Why would your job promote you over your coworker? The answers to those questions define your value. Quite honestly, 
Most people don't have what they want in life because they don't bring enough value to the table to deserve the lifestyle they desire. If you want more, you have to bring more. There's a good reason women want real diamonds in the engagement rings, not cubic zirconia. The diamonds have more value. I'd also venture to say there's a good reason some people want you in their lives in space while others do not. If you don't bring value to people's lives, then the smart ones will remove you from their lives. Want a better job? Bring more value to your employer. Want a better love life? Bring more value to your relationships. Want a better relationship with God? Bring more value to Him. Want a better family? Bring more value to your spouse and kids. Want better clients? Bring more value in your business offerings. It all boils down to what you bring to the table. You may be the nicest person in the world. You may have all the money in the world. But if you don't bring enough value to the people you need in your corner, then you'll find yourself in the corner alone. The easiest way to find out how you can bring the most value to a relationship is by simply asking that very question. How can I be most valuable to this relationship? Sometimes people don't believe in you, not because they're hating on you, but because you haven't given them much to believe in. You haven't exhibited your full value to them. What may be valuable to one person in one type of relationship may not be as valuable to another person in a different setting. Finding out what is most valuable to each relationship is going to be key to understanding what you are expected to bring to that relationship. Zig Ziglar said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care about them. You want to increase your value, start caring about more people uh, more than you care about yourself. When you genuinely care about others, that caring shines through and people want to keep you around. More importantly, they will tell their friends and network about how valuable you are to them and begin to share your talents and skills with their networks. So if you want to improve your relationships and be the same, uh, be the name everyone calls when they need what you do, you must create better value. Now, Brian, there's three pieces we're going to talk about after that on how to help you create better value or what creating better value looks like. Uh, but before I even go into that, do uh, you have any insight or what, what are you thinking and your thoughts on just the that part alone? And how uh, well, you know, I, I think... Uh, as, as usual, you uh, you have some really good stuff there. Uh, I think when, when you talked about that, I, I really thought about a business context, and we oftentimes talk about um, talk. We we often promote entrepreneurship, and one thing that uh, that we we need to think about as entrepreneurs is what business. I mean, what value are we bringing to the table? A lot of times, people say, "Well, I want to. Uh, I want people to buy this or buy that." You know, they're they're getting to them making money without really thinking about the needs of of a of a consumer. You know, you say you want to start a restaurant. Well, what need does that does that actually fit in the marketplace. You know, do they need another restaurant? Is your food really that much better than all the rest of the offering? So I think, you know, that's really a good point. It works in your personal life, but also in your professional life. Just because you like to do something doesn't necessarily mean that everybody else is going to like it. And, you know, you want to do what, what you're passionate about, but you also want to have a uh, have a, a, a real finger on the pulse of what other people want and take time to understand what they want so that you will have a market forever for whatever your product is. So that's kind of the first thing I thought about because I know even within my job we, we struggle with that, getting down to the uh, to the dollars and cents before we really understand the needs of our customers and, and entrepreneurs especially need to be aware of that. Absolutely. Good stuff, man. You kind of already uh, foreshadowed some of the different things we're going to talk about on, on how to uh, create that value or um, what that value looks like. So going into the, the first piece, uh, talk about getting paid for what you know, not for what you do. Getting paid for what you know, not for what you do. And I, I shared this so much. You know, this is a concept that once, uh, you know, I, I figured this out. It was like, wow, you know, just uh, so many people are out there just trying to do, do, do. And 
not becoming better, not becoming experts in what they do. So um, <laughs> I, I know I had to put that third one on there. <laughs> no, you know, I was like, I was like, man, that's that's gonna take a lot of toilet paper if they keep doing doing all that. <laughs> but I was saying, they're like, oh, let's just keep going because that's not sounding good. <laughs> That's what I get for freestyling. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, all right, man. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> we want to say peace, though. <laughs> oh, man. One morning as I was deep in thought, I asked myself a question. I asked, self, if you have a mind full of million-dollar ideas, why are you still accepting penny for your thoughts? I had come to the realization that I was settling. I was settling for whatever I could get people to pay me for my knowledge, all because of the circumstances I found myself in at the time. When you're facing losing your home, you're really not worrying about haggling over speaking or consulting fees. Sure, I would like to charge you my full speaking fee of 2500 but if you only have $400, i will take it. It seemed to me uh, to make sense in the moment, but in the long run, settling actually hurt me more than taking whatever fee people could afford. I was allowing groups to pay me for what I did when they should have been paying me for what I knew. One important long-term investment every leader should make is an investment in education. I don't just mean formal school education, but ongoing personal development and an investment into your mind uh, for your entire life. Once your mind has been expanded, it's impossible to shrink it back. It should be every leader's desire to learn as much as, about their field as possible and become an expert in it. The more you know, the more valuable you become. That's why you want to move from getting paid for what you do to getting paid for what you know. You will always get paid more for what you know than what you do. How many times have you worked a job where it seemed as if you did all the work while your boss sat in their office doing seemingly seemingly nothing, but you got but they got paid more than you? Think about it. Who gets paid more, the professional athlete or the team owner? Most professional athletes have played that sport all their lives, playing that game is all they've ever done, and maybe all they know how to do. The small percentage of athletes that reach the professional ranks are paid handsomely and live great lifestyles. The team owner, on the other hand, more likely than not, has never even played the sport of the team he or she owns, but they know how to run a business. They know how to organize and run a profitable company and fit the many pieces together to make a successful organization. The athlete gets paid for what he does, and the owner gets paid for what he knows. Not even Alex Rodriguez makes more than a Steinbrenner's. No matter what the field is, the same holds true. In education, the teacher gets paid for what they do. The principal gets paid for what he or she knows. In music, the singers get paid for what they do, and the label executives get paid for what they know. Even lawyers and doctors get paid for what they do, and judges and certain generals get paid for what they know. So if you want to get paid uh, more, you have to learn more, not do more. Instead of doing more by working 10 hours overtime, use that time to learn more, get a promotion, and earn more. Most people who complain about their job never say they hate what they know. They always hate what they do. I don't care what it is you do when your job. I don't care what it is you do. Your job knows they can always find someone else who can do what you do. But can they find someone else who knows what you know? Ever wonder why companies always downsize labor force first but never lay off sales or IT departments? It's a lot more difficult to replace knowledge than it is to replace laborers. If you want more long-term success, job security, and you want to invest in your future, always strive to get paid for what you know and not for what you do. So, Brian, going back to the personal development piece, man, I mean, uh, and and you just last uh, month alone, you know, you weren't on the show uh, for a lot of the month because you were – Working on learning more, becoming more, and 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 getting that that no knowledge inside of you. So talk to us about um, how this has impacted in your life. Well, I'll tell you what. It, it's um, you know you you talk about 
uh, have people pay you for what you know, you know, the first thing is, is that you do have to know more. So to, to your point, you know, spending time on developing yourself and reading things outside of what you're forced to read in school, because a lot of times people, you know, they'll finish formal education and then they stop reading, it really hurts you because when you get knowledge in your brain, you actually speak differently, you talk differently, you walk differently, you you emit like a different type of uh, of uh, of aura about yourself that really attracts that attracts things, and, and you you'll find that um, you know you say get paid for what you know. I mean, you could even get paid for what you know while you're doing because what'll happen is that Absolutely. let's say you are working on a line, but you but you're but you're actually you know you're actually smarter as a person. Your confidence is, is higher, and people will see that and say, you know what. You're the type of person that needs to be in management. And, you know, that's kind of how you can move up. You, you know, even if you, you don't plan to be an entrepreneur, you just want to, want to you know, do better in your personal field. So, so that, I mean, that's a huge, um, that's a huge nugget for people to understand because, you know, you don't even always have to tell people what you know, but when you know more, you can you exude a confidence that will help you become more even before you have to demonstrate, you know, what you know. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Now, I won't read the full parts of each of the last two, but we'll just kind of um, talk about them real quick. And the second piece was to set a standard of excellence in all you do. You know, talk about when you talk about bringing that value. You know, how many times have you been in a situation where, uh, you know, you you just people just let good enough be good enough. You know, and, and, and no one is shooting for that excellence. And, and now excellence stands out because it's not the norm anymore you know it's it's mm-hmm. when, when you i was I was McDonald's, in mcdonald's last week and uh it was my turn next in line and the cashier just kind of sat there didn't say hello didn't ask and take your order hardly looked me in, in my eye and it's just like it would have that something that simple just to say hello just to speak <laughs> and make eye contact would have made my experience that much better but it's so hard now. People are just so fast, so so quick to settle for just good enough and expect everyone else to, to deal with that uh, or, or to say, you know what, or blame it on anything else other than them just being trifling. You know, they had right. a bad day. Uh, you know, something else was on their mind, whatever it may be. Like, no, you just aren't good. <laughs> you know, right. you're not you're not being excellent. So I, mm-hmm. and I know I deal with this with my kids all the time. You know, I'm struggling with my son who thinks that it's okay just to be average in school right now. I'm like, no, that's not what we do, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, you know, from your perspective, uh, talk to us about how uh, you strive for excellence or, or, or trying to teach that to other people as well. Well, well, I think, um, I mean, you covered it pretty well. I think another another piece, that, just to piggyback on that, is, you know, so you talked about the, the, the person at McDonald's. Part of being excellent is is having some enthusiasm about what you do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's not, it's not, I mean, you, you, you can do the same job or especially when you're in, when you're in fields and you're in areas where, you know, the, the difference between good and great isn't that much, you know, at, at McDonald's, you kind of measure how good someone is by their ability to get people through the line or their ability to, to make the sandwiches on time and stuff like that. But, when you have the person that that gives you service with a smile, who who is you know is actually showing some enthusiasm about what they do, that becomes attractive too, and that's something that can help you to excel and succeed in whatever your field is. So you know you you talk about settling 
for for average, you know, even if you're doing a great job, I mean, there's some people, and, and especially if you're in a corporate environment, this is, is a death nail, right? I mean, it's like it's like somebody's like, listen, I'm hitting all my numbers. Why do I have to have a smile on my face? Well, people still want to want like to be around you. They still want you to, you know, they still want a, a, what's called kind of a positive energizer in the room, and sometimes that does take a little bit more effort. And that doesn't mean that you're walking around cooning and, you know, Doing the doing the Carlson dance throughout the throughout the, what's called the office, but still, you know, you 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 want to have some energy. If you if you're if you're what's called, you need more rest, get more rest, you know. But you can't. But having an attitude isn't going to fly in in, in working and other things. If you really want to be, uh, you want to be excellent. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. Good stuff. And the last piece of this I'm going to talk about is make the lives of others better. Then they or make the lives of others better, and they will make your life better. You know, if we be honest, most people are motivated uh, by their own best interests. So, um, if people know that you have their best interests in mind, uh, then they're going to be more attracted to you, and and they'll help improve your lives when they know that you genuinely care about them, and you're trying to help them uh, be better and do better. They'll go out of their way to help you as well, you know, because now people feel like they they owe you something, you know, at least to to give you uh, their all in, in situations. So. Uh, when talking about uh, creating that value, when you can go to someone else and help them achieve their dreams and help them uh, make their own lives better, now you're more valuable to them because you're doing something that most people aren't doing because more um, likely than not, most people are motivated by their own uh, interests. So they're not necessarily out there proactively trying to help other people on, on that scale uh, that that's going to be, you know, make make a big enough difference. So, you know, I know that that's I know you do a lot of mentoring. Uh, you know, both of us are in fraternities that, that you know, community service is a big part of what we do and who we are. Uh so, you know, in, in your experiences, you know, how have you seen that impact other people when they know that you're out there to genuinely help them? Yeah, well well, I mean, it's it's funny you mentioned Jim Rohn a while ago because something that he said is really one of the principles that, that guides my life and it's service to many leads to greatness. You know, and I've always really felt like like I wanted to be like like I was meant to be great, you know I really did. I'm like I wake up every morning and I don't feel like I was meant to be average. I feel like I was meant to be great. And one thing Jim Rohn said is service to many leads to greatness. You know, it, the more people you serve, the greater you are. And he talks about Jesus Christ a lot of times too. He's like, man, what did Jesus do? Jesus, what he went out and he helped other people. He never elevated himself, and he's probably the most famous, you know, the most <laughs> don't famous get no <laughs> individual to ever walk the earth so so that i mean that that's definitely uh worse um you know a, a concept that i live by but you know i think i think when you talk about doing for other people um that really starts to build into your um into into your relationships but also your reputation and your most valuable asset is your reputation i've seen in my life i mean i honestly try to do things in the community and and mentor folks because I think it's the right thing and it it feels good, but it brings a very good reputation my way as well, which is just a byproduct. And, and, you know, people often will talk about, you know, uh, how the world needs to be a better place. If more people just try to do more for other people and didn't think about their own self-interest, I mean, just think about what a better place the the world would be. So definitely definitely a, a core concept that I use in my life. And uh, and you know with some very sound fundamentals uh, to that. Yes, right. Good stuff. So that's Leadership University. That's uh, you know, that's what we're doing. 
doing for other people, trying to give back, help you out, give you some nuggets that hopefully will uh, impact your life and make it better, not just for you but for those around you. So if you want to go ahead and get a copy of uh, Create a Better You or any of my other books, you can go to www.ryancgreen.com. It's green with the E. Or you can go to the uh, robrodshow.com. There's a link on there as well. Uh, so <clears throat> I love doing that segment because we, uh, you know, we're giving back. But now, Brian, it's that time, man. We're going to go ahead and bring on uh, the lady, not just any lady, but we're going to bring on Lady T. Welcome to the show, Lady T. Hi, thank you. Absolutely. Lady T, how's it going? Yeah, I sure wasn't. Right. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys, Ryan and Brian? Absolutely doing good. We still be better. We're like tripping over each other. Like you just walked in the room and we're trying to run to the door to talk to you. Hold on, I mean, I mean, hold on. Well, you know, I forgot. You know, I'm just going. To, I forgot you haven't formally met, so I would have given you that, you know, that space. But I forgot you. Right. It was me, right. and, me and Adrian last month. So, Lady right. T is our resident female side for our he say she say segment. Again, you can always call in as well. Uh, but she's going to. She's uh, Lady T. Tell people again about who you are, what you do, and then we're going to jump right into what you got for us this month. Okay, great. Um, yep, I'm Lady T, uh, a dating and relationship columnist for the N Magazine here in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, I just, you know, kind of write about my off-the-wall dating stories, um, and people seem to find them very entertaining. So um, so I, people can go online to theannmagazine.com to uh, read some of those articles and um you can also go to my Facebook page to see them, which is uh, Facebook slash LadyT.com. All right. So good stuff. So we want to jump right into it. I know you have some interesting things you want to talk about this week. So we're going to give you the floor and go ahead and tell us what you have for us this week. Okay, thanks. Yeah, well, um, today, this week, I wanted to uh, recap the article that I wrote this month, um, which was named uh, not the It's Not the Bomb. Um, and that article is about a guy that I dated um, r- really recently, uh, which is funny because usually I write about um, people that I've dated in the past. It seems easier to sit down and reflect rather than to write in the moment. Um, but uh, this guy that I was dating, I think something about being Lady T <laughs> did something for him. And so he pushed me to write a column about him, and, um, you know, usually I don't change my mind because uh, I have someone that I sit down with and I map out all my columns and such, but um, I thought it was a really good idea, so I did. So he he wanted me to write about a story that he told me uh, regarding an ex-girlfriend of his that wanted to get married, um, and she had a job offer in another state, so she told him you know, either you're going to marry me or I'm going to leave. And uh, she went as far as to schedule uh, an appointment with their jewelers. I I think she, like, took them to the jewelers and didn't tell him, (laughs) something like that. And um, anyways, he didn't agree to marry her. She ended up opening up a Match.com account, and um, she was, like, preparing for – she was preparing to date someone else in the location that she was going to. And so he told me that this girl 
would work out a lot. Like she ran marathons. She did all kinds of physical activity. But for some reason, her body was still very stocky. Like she she didn't get as slim as she wanted to, and it bothered her really bad. And he knew that. So when he found this Netch.com account, he went on to Netch.com himself and opened up a fictitious account. Um, he had, you know, fake photos, and it was just all fake. But he knew that she would be attracted to this person that he made up. <laughs> so, so you know, as luck would have it, uh, she did. She did find his account, and they started chatting back and forth. Um, and at one point, she wanted to meet up with him. <laughs> Wow. And he told her, <laughs> you know, you're a nice girl. You're a nice girl and everything, but your your frame is just way too thick for me. <laughs> you know, uh, him knowing that that would really bother her, he, he he said that he did that to her. And, I mean, she, it, it kind of destroyed her. Um, so she left. And from what I gather, she left really depressed uh, and, um, you know, just not feeling very good about herself. So so in the column I said, I thought that it was kind of well played the way that he did it. But after a while, I got to thinking, what's going to stop him from doing something like that to me? You know, what's going to stop him from <laughs> taking my insecurities and doing wait, wait, wait. against me? Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, you know I, I, I have I have got I have got to interject. <laughs> interject here. So so you're you're with you're with a guy who yeah. tells you about how he kind of vindictively goes about uh, what do, what do they call that uh, catfishing this this chick? Yeah. And and that that didn't like that didn't set off a red flag immediately. It was just kind of you thought it was, it was well played. You must expound on that. The thing is, Lady T, I mean, I'm a sweet girl, you know, but I have a, uh, I guess, you know, quote-unquote evil side. I have a I have a vindictive side, you know, and, and I'm working on that. So, so I guess I just figured it might be something that I would probably do. I guess if I found the Match.com account <clears throat> opened up on our computer, I don't think I would put it past myself to do something like that. So, so I guess that's why I didn't end up running then. <laughs> so, okay. So, his main focus was to set up this page just to hurt her feelings. Yeah. Like to, to kind of get back at, at. Wow. Yeah, to get back at her for setting up dates in her new location. So, so did. So. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, go ahead, lady. <laughs> okay, so um, so I asked readers to you know to write in and let me know what they thought about this guy. You know, should I should I run or should you know should I keep him at arm's length or you know should I continue to see him? And I mean, the responses were pretty much unanimous. <laughs> you know, it was you know run. He's a narcissist. He's a sociopath. Um. One lady wrote in some really inappropriate things about him. Um, so, so you know, at the time, I wish I did one because it turned out that he was, I mean, he was probably the worst of the worst that I've ever dated, this guy. Um, 
So, so anyways, I thought that maybe readers, uh, um, not readers, but uh, callers, you know, maybe callers can call in and let me know your thoughts, your opinions, um, or email me at ladytdating at gmail.com and, and um, let me know what you think about this guy. Um, I, I take it, Brian and Brian, you, you guys don't think we're going to start right here. Right. We're going to start right here with our, our opinion, 646-652-2647, if anyone else wants to call in. Also in our Facebook group, if you want to go ahead and chime in, we'll read uh, what you say over there. Um, but, Brian, why don't you go ahead and start? I mean, what, what's, what's your take? Well, well I'm, I'm kind of laughing. The reason I'm laughing is, is, is you know, I'm I'm wondering why um I'm wondering if how many people actually said way to go uh yeah. way to go catfish dude I mean <laughs> did anybody did anybody say that No Okay no, <laughs> no, the reason, not the reason I asked is right and 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 so so my I, as a as a man I I don't know Ryan you and I need to talk about this is that a man law violation well, I mean, you know, oh, interesting. I kind of blurted it out, you know, a few minutes ago, and I thought, well, maybe that might have been offensive to some of the ladies. But I said that, you know, when she was running down his description of what he was, I said, sound like, you know, it's a girl, because that's not something that a, a man would do. You know? Right, exactly. I want to say, would exactly. Do. Obviously, obviously, it's something a man would do because he did it. But I'm just saying, in general, it, it just seems like to. And that's not a male or female thing. That's just that's a personality flaw, to, like a character flaw, to me. To to really go out of your way uh, to go and set up. I mean, you talk Match. dot com. So one, don't you have to pay for those sites or something? I mean, you have, you have to pay for the site. Then you have to you, wait and, and do you, do you pay. Do you pay. You pay for Match. dot com. Is that how that works? I think. It's um, like a, I'm. I think that you can. I, I think that with Match. dot com. I think you can have like a limited account, and then you can pay maybe to get more access to more singles oh, okay. or something. I think okay. I think gotcha. like that. But I'm sure but that he had no problem paying if he, you know, if that's what he was going to do. He was going to he was going to do this. So whether wow. he paid or not, you know, he might have paid, he might not have paid, but he definitely right. went to um, the extent of filling out the survey to make sure that they were matched up. So he went through all of this. Um, all to say something that he could have just said to a part, you know, face to face when they were talking. I mean, to say something like, "Hey, your body's too stocky," like that was that's so fifth grade you're little, to me. You're, like you're you're, so, a little, you're a little you're a little on the burly side or something like that. I mean, no, wait, just, wait, no, but he liked it. He liked her body. He had no problems with her body. He so liked he, her so body. So then he was lying. He so it wasn't knew, even true. He, he no, just said, he just knew that she had. She had many hang ups about being sicker. Right. Well so, well I think I, I think the I think uh that he, he gets he gets the screwed award of the uh <laughs> Brian and Brian screwed of the year award for that one. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah Tazine is like what the heck is that? But everyone else What knows, is that? Yeah. that's one of you know, the R and B show we have our own vocabulary and <laughs> I can't tell you the origin of it, but it's just not a, it's like the a, a male version of um, I don't know what would a woman screwed be kind of like. <laughs> it's, a, it's a shrew. Look, it's, it's a shrew. It's a shrew of a man. There you go. Yeah. A shrew so, of a man. Okay, I can I can get with that it, one. It comes, okay. it, it, it comes from from the from dude and squirting. 
Yeah, squirting dude. Squirting dude. So, but that, that's all we can say. That's all we can say. <laughs> that's all we can say. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Not, not in a good way either. But, yeah, so anyway, yeah. this is not something you want to be. Look, look, no blue sake, no blue sake. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, so. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, um, That just seems like a lot to do, a lot to go through, Um, especially when, if you ask most men who are out there dating, it's not hard to find a woman. So I, right. to go out your way to try to um, hurt somebody, to get back, and then not even be – it's not it not even be something that you were serious about, uh, just as, because she just I don't know that's that's kind of that's a lot that's a lot. So, and maybe, maybe oh, I have, a, I have lot, another I, mean, I have another question about him. So so you said he ended up being the worst. What 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 were some of the the other things that came up uh, in his personality after he told the story? Yeah, well, he you know he had so many stories. Um, uh, not quite like that one, but he he would say a lot of he would talk a lot about his past conquests um, to me, and <laughs> <laughs> and let's see what else. Um, well, the way that it ended was that he he's 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 been seeing his receptionist. Oh God, I shouldn't. Anyways, he's a single receptionist, and somehow his receptionist and I link up, and uh, he just, he, uh, um, he, was, he was just really awful. He was, he was really awful. He, he basically put us both in a position to kick each other's asses if we wanted to. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't know if I could say that. I'm sorry if I didn't It's just getting, like, Every every sentence it gets deeper and deeper. Like wow, this is yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> this guy is. Mm. No, but okay. so, so what, one last question because uh, I know that we're we're going over time. But so did how how exactly? I mean, was he dating you when he talks about his other conquests, or was did you oh. guys just establish some type of friendship after you stopped dating? Well, okay, so that's when you get into like what's dating and what's not, but um. While we were seeing each other, I mean, basically every time I saw him, which was a lot, and and that's what I was going to talk to listeners about, like signs, signs to let you know when you know people are are, are off. Um, mm-hmm. We saw each other a lot, and every time that we saw each other, he would tell these stories, or he'd bring up an ex girlfriend, you know, like you know she this or she that or you know um an ex girlfriend or an ex conquest and it was always a story and i'm like you have a lot of stories and he he's 43 years old and so he would spin it back on me and say well if you were 43 you'd have a lot of stories too <laughs> mm, wow. and i'm like no no not that many well i'll tell you what we're going to what i want to do to, uh, Lady T, if you don't mind, could you stick around? We can go just kind of transition to our next segment because we have some other things we want to discuss too. Maybe we'll get you to chime in on this because I don't think we're going to really find an answer to this guy. He seems to be an enigma, an anom- anomaly. So, um, but, but Ryan, oh. Ryan, before before yeah, we go on, yeah. Lady T, can you can you tell us the, the signs that that uh, people should watch out for then? Okay, yeah, um, I would say talking about the past conquests—that's a good sign. 
Um, rushing, like rushing at the start, you know, like I, I think we hung out for like almost every day for like two weeks. Um, that's that's kind of weird, you know, and it was always him asking me to go out, go out here, go out there. Um, at some point during that two weeks, he asked me out to lunch with his daughter. Um, so the moving too fast, he bought expensive gifts for me, um, you know, right off the bat, and, and I never asked for it, and, um, you know, we would go to the mall, and I'd buy my own stuff, but he had to buy me something, too. Um, did you give it back? You, know, you, say you, never, you say you never asked for it, but did you give it back? Or you accepted it. Okay, Actually, keep going. That's, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Keep it going. Keep it going. Because um, <laughs> uh-huh. as soon as you accept uh, the first one, it's like a, a, a uh, complicit asking for the next one. It's like if you accept the first one, then it's like you're that, that's automatically asking for more. Because now it's like, oh, this is what she likes. This is what I have to keep doing, and, and that's what, so you ask for all of them. Go ahead. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen, that's his habit. Who am I to throw a bunch in, in his habit? Okay. That's right. You, you was making sure he felt good. So that's I, that's I, fine. I, that's what a good woman does, right? Like, hey, well, well, we'll tell you that women can do other things that work a lot better than that. Because they just to make him feel good. But that's a whole other show. So we're going to go to the next I'll be, I'll be on that so, show, too. So I'll tell you what, we're going to go to the group and pull out a question that was uh, a situation that was uh, presented in the group. And uh, I, I want to, let's see, I'll go to this one. We'll go to the sloppy texting. I'm not going to give all the details of this one, but, um, and, and, and Lady T, if you're going to stick around, you can chime in as well. Sure. Um, uh, there was a scenario. Uh, let, let's put you all in the scenario you have a, uh, um, a an adult friend that's on a professional or, you know, just a, a up-and-up situation. And uh, you get a text from that person telling you about some scandalous, uh, after-dark things they want to do to you. You mm-hmm. then find out, you know, well, I want to say to you because it wasn't to you. This person is married. Uh, they sent this text out talking about what they want their husband or wife, depending on which one of you are listening it's not home, the kids are away, and they want to do X, Y, and Z to you. They want to buy you gifts. They want to, I no. want to buy you gifts. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm, no, Make I want to get, they, they, they want, they want the, the payback for the gifts. That's what it is. They want the, <laughs> <laughs> they want to cash in on the gifts. Um, right. So you, you find out then, it wasn't to you. Uh, they just sent the text to you by accident. They were really supposed to be sending it to their jump off. Um, and now you know that this person is cheating on their spouse. Uh-oh. Now, you don't really have a person, you know, a deep relationship with this person, but you know them because you guys do whatever you do with each other, whether it be a coworker, you know, you guys, uh, kids know each other, whatever it may be. Uh, so now you know this person is, is, is messing around on their spouse. Uh, but you know they weren't trying to mess with you. You just know they're messing around their spouse. How would the two of you, uh, let's start with you, Brian, uh, how would you move forward with this situation? Well, I'll tell you what, it, it, it would depend on the situation, right? So if, I just if, gave you the situation. Uh, no, no, I'm not. I mean, but there's more into the situation. So if, <laughs> if, if, if this was somebody, like let's say it's just somebody that 
I know because our kids play together, I don't really hang out with them at all. I probably would just, you know, act like I didn't get it or something to that extent. I really wouldn't bring it up. If it was somebody from, let's say, that, that, were, that were actually friends, like like I know I, I know her husband and we're cool, then, you know, I would probably say something to her about it. I would have to. But if I don't really know them like that, I, you know, sometimes it's just, it's just better to stay out of those situations than I probably would. So, so that that's that's how I would how I would. But how do you how stay out? How like because you 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 were just in it. She put you in it. That as you know, how how do you stay out of it? You know, you, you want oh, to get I mean, out, right? Basically, basically, what I would say is I is you know I would I would text her back. I guess and be like, um, huh? <laughs> and once we figured it out, I you know I would just she would she'd say, oh, I'm sorry. You know that was that was my jump off. Who I, I meant to text and. And at that point, I'd be like, "Oh, okay," <laughs> and that would be that would basically be it. We would never talk about it again. But that's you would still how, deal with them. But you would still deal with that person and whatever the relationship was you already had. Oh yeah, I mean, that. I drop my, okay. I, I might, I might, you know, say hello to him at the soccer game or whatever. But you know, <laughs> since we're not that cool, that's all right. I'm saying anyway. We yeah. might talk about the lions or whatever, but you know, I'm not, I'm not getting into their thing because, you know, that's their thing. Gotcha. What about you, Lady T? I would have to agree a hundred percent. Yeah, if if um if I don't know them very well and I get the text, I may not even respond until I get a second one. Um, you know, I would probably just I have to ignore it because you're in, in those situations. You're kind of you know at fault if you do it, at fault if you don't. So, I, yeah, I would I would stay out of it because when women, I mean, who are you going to tell? Or would you? Right. I, you can you can talk to him, but uh, you know I don't think that's going to do anything. And if you talk to her, I don't know from a woman's standpoint, some women they, they'll never blame their man. So yeah, I would just I forget it. But if I did know her very well, I would tell her. I, I would have no right. problem letting her know. Okay. Yeah, and now if if I knew if I knew both of them as a couple. I don't know that I would necessarily tell the other person, you know, uh, or that I would tell the husband just behind her back. But what I would do is I would go to her and be like, look, man, you have a good thing. You know, you you have kids. Our kids play soccer together. You know, you all owe me like $20. And, you know, if you, if you get a divorce, I won't get my money back, whatever it is. You know, I I would go to that person. I just, you know, like like Lady T said, it's just it's an awkward conversation, and I am just not a good like counselor. <laughs> you know, I'm like I'm like, look, man, y'all handle your business. So that's, that's what I do. So what about you, Ryan? I, I know it probably depends on what what she looked like, but uh, but other what? than that, what we're doing. <laughs> What? Well, you know, it depends. You know, if she had a fatty, I might, you know. I think I'm offended by that. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I, I would, I, I, I'm, I'm a, I try to stay drama free. So if that were to happen, once I got the clarity that okay, well, this wasn't, I'd be petrified, especially in my situation now. That if I got a text like that, if it, that, why was she sending me something like this? Then once I would learn it wasn't for me, and I breathe a sigh of relief, then I'm like, you know what? It never happened. You know, I, I could really yeah. go forward like it never happened. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the other caveat that was added that um, I didn't really go into because um, was whether or not you tell your significant other about the whole situation. Like, would you do that? Would you just kind of squash it and deal with it yourself and keep it moving? Do you share that with uh, your significant other 
that, uh, you know, what's going on. Uh, so that was another caveat, and I don't know, you know, what, what you do. Because now as soon as you tell somebody any part of it, then that's somebody else who's going to be side-eyeing that person, you know. And it's well, like, I would, man, you know, listen, nah, what, what, what I'm doing is, is I'm telling my wife right away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, because let, let some other, te- let this person drunk text later and it comes through, then I could be like, that's old, crazy, scandalous, cheating, cheating, uh, yeah. cheating ass Sherry or whatever, whatever her name is. Yeah, I'm telling, I'm telling her right away. I, you know, I'm, so I'm not a secret keeper. No, and I, I'm not. I wasn't even suggesting necessarily secret. I mean, not, I'm not. I don't condone that at all. But what happens when, if you're going to still deal with the person though on some level? I mean, you don't think that that could impact? Hey, we're going to go to the park. Me and you know that chick was cheating on her husband, but we're going to go to the park now. Nope. <laughs> it's not, you know, my, how, hey, my wife. My wife is like me. She, she's like, look, my name is Bennett, and I ain't in it. And we would <laughs> go go through it like that. All right, well, let's, let's, we got one more thing we want to talk about, man. Then we gotta uh, we gonna go to our top ten, man. Um, Brian, one of your favorite thespians uh, was in some trouble, Mister um, Marcus. <clears throat> yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Ellen DeGeneres or somebody. No. <laughs> oh, you said thespians. That bad. was terrible. That was that was so terrible. <laughs> that was so. That was just. I couldn't think of who I wanted to say, but go ahead, I'm mad. Yeah, yeah. But, Mr. Marcus, uh, Marcus, uh, for those who want to act like they don't know who he is, uh, adult star Mr. Marcus, uh, he uh, recently got in trouble because he uh, was spreading syphilis in the industry. He uh, knew he had syphilis, tested positive for syphilis, but then actually went and changed his test results uh, on some bad photocopies so that he could shoot a couple of scenes. Uh, He didn't want to miss his work, so he actually went – you know, changed these test results, went and uh, started spreading syphilis in, in the porn industry. And he recently was jailed 30 days for this offense. Um, yeah, I know we talk a lot about people who uh, go around spreading HIV on purpose and people think they should get the death penalty and life in prison. Uh, syphilis is curable, though. Is 30 days fair? Is it too much? What do you guys think about that? Yeah, yeah, you can well, <laughs> Thirty days. When I first, when you first said that, I did think that's not enough. But um, I guess thirty days, you know, locked up probably is quite a bit of time. I, I mean, is it is there some counseling too? I, you know, is he going to get some type of counseling as well, or is it just jail time? I mean, I he, might I, some, I, he might get some counseling from the booty warrior up in jail. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was, what I was, I was going to say, well, well, he did get he did get community service, but I would I think thirty yeah. days isn't long enough because I think uh, he probably would be I don't I don't know that you can clear up syphilis in thirty days, and he would actually kind of have a a booty warrior force field towards <laughs> the whole time he had syphilis in in jail, so you have to clear up the syphilis. Let him run for his booty, and however long that takes, as long as that can. Don't put him in jail until he's cured. Then let him go. Right. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? Right, right. Or leave him in jail until until the penicillin or whatever works his way through his system, and then uh, and you know he has he 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 run he runs for about thirty days in jail, and then uh, then let him out. So that's kind of my take on that. All right. Wow. What are people thinking? Come on. I mean, and this guy, he, ha- he has to be 
pushing 40 years old. I mean, he's been doing, you know, this kind of industry since I've been, I mean, since people have been telling me about him. <laughs> so I know that um, this guy has grown. Like, he's old, like, in, in adult movie standards. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you know he, he's he's had sex with thousands of women. Why yeah. couldn't he just wait the week it takes for the penicillin to kick in? And, um, oh, is, yeah. that how, is that how long it takes? Yeah, I think... <laughs> Most, I, I, I don't remember. I, the last time I learned about that was in health class. So, right, right, yeah. You, you, things you have changed by then. It might I be a one-day shot now. Who knows? But yeah, <laughs> normally you're not contagious after seven days, I think. Or that might be strep throat. I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing is, though, also, they do – now, I, I'm not, I don't know all the details about, you know, about syphilis, you know, but um, they do adult scenes with condoms. Too so, I mean, why wasn't he pushing to do those? Yeah, I'm not sure if you can contract it from the mouth or not, but why? I don't know. I mean, he could have still worked, but worked more protected instead of you know. Um, you know, you know what? It's pretty. It's pretty evident that you don't you don't watch those kind of movies. So that yeah. so that's that's great. Yeah. Like, why, why, why did he like that's Mr. Marcus? They, they don't do they don't do condoms. But there are a fair share of adult videos that do use condoms. No one watch, No one sees those though. So I tell you what. But on, on that note, on that note. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's time for the R&B Top 10 list. Since we have been talking about uh, throat issues and, and ways things can spread, this week's Top 10 list is about another actor, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas says, uh, we know he had throat cancer. Uh, the man smoked, you know, two, three packs of cigarettes a day. Uh, however, a story recently came out this week, Brian, that he said he got throat cancer from performing oral sex on his wife. Now I've I've been hearing wait, about wait wait it, it wasn't wait it well, wasn't, you know, he didn't he didn't he didn't clarify his wife did he yeah I'm about I, I I was about to take that back I I put okay, that part of my you. accident but by, from oral sex yes I didn't okay. mean to say his okay. wife yes um so that's what he was saying that he got oral sex um he got it from oral sex you know and, and this has been kind of maybe about the last two years or so that this has been kind of the thing that um doctors are warning about that oral sex can be contract I mean can't throat cancer can be contracted from oral sex. Um, so, you know, us being uh, big on personal health and things and trying to protect people from um, ills and, and making sure people are more healthy, um, if you if if you definitely can get throat cancer from oral sex, then we figured that we should probably give our listeners, Brian, uh, the top ten excuses they could use to protect themselves from, quote, unquote, getting throat cancer. Right, and, so, and and to be and to be more specific, just because we do have listeners that seriously have to understand this, it's the it's the human papilloma virus yeah. that that people can carry in their genital area that gets into your throat that causes the cancer. So anyway, exactly. back to what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. So now that you all know the whole history behind it, how that could how it could possibly happen, if you don't want to get HPV in your throat. Here's ten ways that you're gonna to have to explain that to your woman. This is for the fellas. This is for the fellas. This is ten ways we're giving you ten excuses you can give, uh, so that when you tell her no, you don't want to do that, she may be a little more understanding. <laughs> Brian, you want <laughs> you want to start, Brian? Sure. Uh, we're already starting at ten. Of number one, 
Start at one, and you just go down. You know how we do it. Doesn't really matter. Okay, but I bet. All right, number one, throat cancer runs in your family. So tell her <laughs> that throat cancer runs in your family, and because of that, you can't. Uh, you don't want to get it, so you don't want to do anything that would actually trigger it if you were to happen to do it. That sounds good to me. Number two, we're gonna get number two. Tell her you don't want to mess up the chance of your tonsils growing back. I mean, you had them taken out as a kid, and you, you've heard that this could possibly prevent them from growing back if you need them in an the old age, so you don't want to do it because you don't want to stop that from happening. Uh, oh, man, this is my favorite one. Number three, you burned your tongue on some hot tea. Now, that could be so legit because when you burn your tongue on hot tea, it does hurt really badly. The, Absolutely. The bad thing about it is your tongue heals real fast, and she might want you to uh, to put yourself at risk about three days later. Number four, number four, tell her <laughs> you have, number four excuse you can use is you have an early morning appointment with your ear, nose, and throat doctor, and they said you have to fast for 24 hours so your blood work comes back, right? <laughs> I mean, you go to the doctor, but what can she say, right? Right, right, all right. Number five, you're doing a study on how smoking affects your throat, and you don't want anything else impacting the results. Don't want to taint the results. That's right, because we know Smoking didn't cause throat cancer. It was HPV. There we go. (laughs) Number six, tell her you're saving all of your energy for creating bitch strip cartoons on Facebook. (laughs) I mean, mean, that works. We should have talked about bitch strip cartoons maybe next week because that caused some stuff this week. Anyway, number seven, it's your time of the month. I don't know what the, what that means, but it works for women anytime they don't want to do something. So. <laughs> I love it. It's my time of the month. Just whatever that. <laughs> One of my personal favorites, you just tell her, because you ain't about that life. <laughs> just, 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 I ain't about that life. And, and if she got a problem with it, then, you know, that's on her. <laughs> Good stuff. No, number nine, you're waiting until your will is updated first. That's cold, man. I mean, if it's going to kill you, you should probably have your, your affairs in order, right? If you know you're going to. Right. Anyway, anyway. And, and number 10, number 10 way to protect yourself. Uh, you can simply tell her uh, you can't do it right now because you got to wait until Obamacare kicks in and make sure your insurance still covers it. So, <laughs> those are just some ways. We're trying to help the fellas. That's what we are. We're about the community. We want to give back. You know, you know that we care about you. So hopefully those ways can help you. And, or you can just do it. Anyway. Brian, tell them how to listen to us and keep in touch with us throughout the week, man. All right, man. You can catch us on the web, www.rybryshow.com, at twitter.com slash show, on facebook.com slash show, or our blog at ryebryexchange.com. All right. I want to thank Lady T for kicking it with us for the whole episode uh, tonight. We'll talk to you all next week. Peace.